At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game here on VSIN. It is Matt Brown in for Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass as usual. We were running through some AFC East thoughts. We'll continue with those here in just a second. Kelly, one of the things that we were talking, we were praising Washington and all the stuff that we saw last night from this team and. Then it comes through that there will be an MRI today on one of their very key players, Terry McLaurin. Wide receiver kind of under the radar, sneaky, sneaky, really good because he's had pretty garbage quarterback play and continues to produce at a very high level. Uh, gonna He sprained his toe and um, going to have an MRI today to see the extent of that. But, man, these toe injuries and in wide receivers never really turn out all that great. It seems like they linger forever, so hoping that maybe – he uh, he has the the mildest of toe sprains here because like I said, man, this guy's this guy's really produced at a at a high level despite having really really subpar quarterback play. Yeah, I think there's and, and yes, I think there's some excitement to be had out there for guys like Jahan Dutz and what he, what he can mm-hmm. do this year. But man, a lot of that comes with having Terry McLaurin on the other side. Yes, uh, it is your your attention the attention that they're allowed to pay to you is certainly divided. And mm-hmm. now if he's not out there, then things get a little dicey. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, Definitely something to monitor because that that could that could be big. And if you didn't catch us uh, first hour, no surprise. I think everyone believed that to be the case anyway. But Baker Mayfield was named the starting quarterback for the Bucks, as we mentioned, one of the worst teams in the NFL projected as we head into the season. Longest odds to win that division. Really, really long odds to win the Super Bowl as well. Kelly, we were in a really good discussion actually about the FC East. So I kind of want to continue on. With all that, and I don't want to cut short the Jets either because it was a team that did make the top 10 in your power ratings, didn't in mine. And I said, if there's any team in this division that maybe I was looking to fade, it might be them, and maybe it's just because of the hype that's coming with all of this. Now, one thing that cannot be denied about this team is this defense is really, really good and probably it might even has a chance to be better this year than it was last year. Yeah. The offense is certainly going to be better, and I think from a bull case scenario with this team, I mean, you could look and say, the offense scored the fourth fewest points in all of the NFL last year, while the defense allowed the fourth fewest points in all the NFL, and they still lost 10 games, right? I mean, so it's kind of like, okay, if this defense continues on, which, again, there shouldn't be any reason that they wouldn't at least be a top 10 unit, if not a top 5 unit, and certainly could be battling for the best defense in all of the NFL when it's all said and done, 
If that's the case, you have to think instant upgrade Aaron Rodgers, instant upgrade he brings in his own personal offensive coordinator, and instant upgrade because he brings along a couple of familiar faces with him at wide receiver in Lazard, in Cobb, and then, of course, year two of Garrett Wilson. So there is upside here for this Jets team. I, I, I'm not discrediting that at all, Kelly. I think it's just, for me, the division they play, and I, I think it's more that I, I really like the Bills still, what they bring to the table, and I'm just higher on the Dolphins, I think, than most, which mm-hmm. would naturally, someone has to be down, like someone has to come down in all of that if I'm going to be so high on the Dolphins, and I, that was just, that would be the Jets. Though. Yeah, and that, that's, I think when, as far as me being pretty high on the Jets this year, really, it really comes down to what, what you brought up. I Look, the offense, whatever, for a second, right? You're mm-hmm. talking, you're still talking about a top defense in the league to me, and you're going to bring that back this year, and I fully expect them to be a top-five defense in the league. Now the question is, okay, we know you've upgraded on offense. How big of an upgrade is that, mm-hmm. right? How far can Aaron Rodgers and these new pieces take you? And I, that's the bigger, bigger question mark to me, Matt, but like, it's we know it's a massive upgrade from what they were doing last year. So, yes, I expect this team to be extremely competitive. I did lie last segment, though. I didn't say I had a bet in this division <laughs> because of – I like like you, I am – I've been high on the Bills the past couple of years. Do I mm. think that they are – Maybe this year going to take a slight step back. Yeah, but that's very slight. I think it's going to be very slight. As as long as Josh Allen is healthy, that team's going to be right Mm -hmm. there. Dolphins, I think, have potential to have a great year. I think they have the potential to win this division. Absolutely. And I think this Jets team is really solid. So what what bet did that lead me to? (laughs) Is an under on the Patriots win total who... I, I think it's one of those. I think it's the disparity in the conferences, Matt. Where if the, if the Patriots were in the NFC, oh, okay, you might be talking about a solid playoff team this year. But you're dealing with this kind of division, the kind of schedule that they're handed. Uh, you know, partially because of the division that they're in. I, I think the Patriots are going to have a brutal, brutal season. Yeah, it's it's a deal where you look. Patriots were eight and nine last year, and it was kind of a. I think it was fairly let's just say a fairly mediocre performance from Mac Jones. I mean, like I, I think people, I think got a little bit of a raw deal. Everyone was like pointing and just saying that it was definitely him. The reason why they were losing all these games, he had no talent around him too. Right. I mean, there, yeah. there's like, there's like another thing that goes along with all that. I mean, it's very hard to play quarterback. if You don't have anyone with any talent to throw to. So there was that. I mean, and listen, I'm, Obviously, I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I'm not a Patriots guy at all. But I think, to be fair, we have to say there was very little talent around the dude. And so now you bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. We're going to find out, is there anything left in the tank or was this just a product of playing with Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, was he just was he resurrected because he's playing with what could end up being the greatest quarterback of all time? And so like, that is that is the question that will be answered at least a little bit this year with all that. They also bring in Mike Gesicki. That is a pretty interesting signing as well because if you listen to what some of these beat writers are saying, they're kind of lining Gesicki up as a slot guy. So it would be more of a really big kind of mismatch dude there in the slot, and that's kind of how they're ta- ta- they're tackling, uh, putting him out there. They bring in Riley Reef, who obviously is a very, very good tackle. So, I mean, they did bring in – in some dudes that that can certainly help out this this team, and of course they drafted Christian Gonzalez in the first round as well. That's on the defensive side of the ball, so that's an upgrade. Two offensive coordinator was a very big hot topic last year amongst you know what was going on there in New England. 
they have cleared all of that up. Bill O'Brien comes in as offensive coordinator, fresh off of his Nick Saban rehabilitation program that he got down there uh, in Alabama. Which again, all you have to do is you go serve Worst two way. years. You go serve two years <laughs> as coordinator under Nick Saban. Every your sins are washed clean, and you can go get a new job anywhere in the NFL. And that's uh, Bill O'Brien. So he's going to be the offensive coordinator there for this Patriots team, which you have to assume is just an upgrade anyway, because whatever was going on with Mac Patricia last year was just a disaster with all that. That all being said, everything that you said also applies to me. It's do I think the team's going to be terrible? I don't think they're going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I don't think they're going to be terrible. But when you're in a division that I think so highly of the top two teams, I think the Jets are going to be perfectly fine. And certainly with that with that defense, they're going to be in every game, right? Like they're not going to be Aaron Rodgers not going to be looking up right. at too many exactly. double digit deficits, right? I mean, like it's just not going to happen. And so by process of elimination one of these teams has to be looked at as kind of like by far the most inferior team. And that to me has to be the Patriots. And again, it's not, I think they're going to be absolutely terrible. It's just, you play six games against three teams that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, I mean, we're, we're talking, we're going to talk to two divisions uh, today. Well, if we get, if we get to the AFC North, but the, <laughs> I think it's kind of, there's kind of a similar case in both, in both, in both divisions where it's like you said, I don't know. I don't know that I think the Patriots are going to be terrible. I don't, I think they probably got a little bit better from a year ago, mm. but that division is just, it's brutal. It's, it, it is going to be so tough to really ask them to do all that much this season. Yeah. And a, in a, and you, and you look at the schedule, right? This is one of those things where I would not bet a win total on the Patriots until about week five. And then maybe we look from there because they start out Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. There is a world that exists, Kelly, where they come out 0 4. Yep. And like you're staring down in that game in week five of the Saints. And this win total has, has, has come down at least a full game, if not two full games. It does lighten up. From there, though, you go Saints, Raiders. There is a game against Bills and Dolphins there, but then you get Commanders, Colts, and then you come out of the bite of the Giants. Like it, it does at least lighten up a little bit from there. I would not be betting this win total before the first four games of the year because I think more times than not, we're going to be looking at an 0-4 team, and you're going to be getting a better number any, anyway on this team. And, hey, after you've watched those first four games – Maybe you're not bullish on this team anyway to bet the over. Like maybe you've like thought better of yourself and you're not going to be wanting to bet the over on this win total as it is anyway. So something I would certainly kind of pump the brakes on. And if you do still feel really good about them after the four games, again, they head into the Saints, Raiders, games with commanders and Colts in there as well. So maybe that could be a situation to, to jump in line. Yeah, if yeah, if you're looking key keyword there, if you're looking at the over. If you, yeah. if you like the under, get in now. Oh, yes. Yeah, like I already have. Yes, yes. If you like the yeah, if you like the, if you like the under for sure, because I, look, the schedule's just it, it lightens up a little bit there when we were talking about it. But then even on the back end, it goes Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, and for me again, I, you and I are both think this Chargers team at least on paper could be really really good. I think the Steelers are gonna be better than most people think. I actually kind of dig what they've got going on there. Are the Broncos any good? We'll find out. As Russell Wilson cooked, we'll we'll figure that out. But then it goes Jets. It goes Bills. Jets. I mean, it's just a it's just a monster of a schedule to try to overcome as well. That's the problem. It is. Yeah, toughest in the NFL by win total, right? So let's look at like most passing yards for the AFC East, which is pretty interesting because you take a look, and and I already brought up a couple of different things, and I think that Josh Allen being your favorite at minus 130 makes a lot of sense. Aaron Rodgers plus 250, Tua at plus 350, and Mac Jones at 16-1. Kelly, for me, I am all over Tua in this market. I understand, again, you're taking up a bunch of risk, and, and I get all of that. But 
you are give, he has a 1A, 1B type scenario yep. from a wide receiver standpoint. We already talked about the fact that Aaron Rodgers operates at a snail pace and has done so for the last three seasons. It would be, in my opinion, crazy to think that it's going to change. Oh, by the way, you just signed Dalvin Cook as it is too, so you're going like to not utilize him. You're going to not use him in the run game. Of course you are. So uh, I, I, I think Mac Jones is obviously off the off the, the the table here when it comes to all that. And then so basically a head-to-head between Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa, and I think that the Bills are likely to run the ball a little bit more than the Dolphins are. And I honestly think that Tua, whenever you come down to it, if he can stay healthy – I think he would be the favorite in this market anyway. I think this is baked in that you're assuming that Tua is going to miss several games throughout the course of this season. If that's if that's true, then then so be it. But I would try. I'd take the plus three fifty on Tua as opposed to laying a dollar thirty on Josh Allen. Yeah, well, uh, something you would bet if we if it was available to us. Because I actually thought that price was kind of a trip was pretty attractive. It, it would too. it would be something I think it would be interesting putting a little you know. Putting a little steak dinner money yep. on something like that, like nothing huge, because again, there is an inherent risk with how how quick are they going to be to pull the trigger right onto it? That's the other thing, right? Like, is even if he doesn't have a concussion, is he gonna? Is he does he take a big hit and then he just moves on, right? I mean, that's the the other thing that we kind of have to deal with with all this with with two attack by low. They take the good with the bad. When we come back, let's continue rolling on here in the NFL. Look at a new division and maybe some of these other division-specific markets as well. A number game here on a Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts are busy evaluating every team and give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guides due out later this month, and it's going to help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season. We're going to get picks from every single on-air host team-specific preseason analysis, how to use the betting splits page, and football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as 19 bucks, and reserve your copy online or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199. American, you can sign up today over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I can tell you how to use the betting splits page. You go in, you take it for entertainment purposes only, and then you move on, Kelly. That's how you use it. There you go. Yes, that's how you use the betting splits page. Maybe it's a tiebreaker for you or something somewhere along the way. Coming through, Justin Thomas has entered the Fortinet Championship. It's the first fall event, and uh, it's two weeks prior to the Ryder Cup. So there's now the rumor. So now the rumor 
now the rumor mill is beginning. Does that mean he thinks he's going to get the the captain's pick and he's warming up, you know, by going and playing playing the Fortinet? But uh, he has entered the Fortinet championship. Wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't you think that's the? I would think the other way. I would think the. I haven't been told anything on what my future is with the Ryder Cup, so I better sign up for this tournament. I don't know. This the the rumor mill has begun where it's like, hey, that's two weeks before the Ryder Cup. Maybe he's trying to get in, you know, some competitive golf before he goes and plays in the Ryder Cup, you know, because he's he uh didn't make it, so it's you know he didn't play as much as everyone else who would. You're not be playing on golf the, too good yeah, right now. Yeah, and he <laughs> and, and, and fewer tournaments for him as well than the guys that actually are on the team because he wasn't good enough to 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 make the playoffs. So Hoba going back for the three peat. That, that that field's getting stacked actually. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, this is we talked about minimally yesterday on the on the show, but it was it was basically all they talked about on Golf Channel yesterday. Like, I mean, I keep either Tennis Channel or Golf Channel on at all times because typically there's a golf tournament or a tennis tournament going on at, at all times, so you can just kind of like always have sports going on. But that is all they talked about. I mean, seriously, all they talked about yesterday was Ryder Cup. Who deserves it? Who doesn't? First in, first out. Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, Lucas Glover on kind of on the side, like Lucas Glover kind of <laughs> on the side, and whatever. Uh, a, a lot of the guys, Kelly, did come to the conclusion that you and I did, which was that fine season, awesome comeback, great little stretch, but we can't reward Lucas Glover for like a really good three weeks and put him on the Ryder Cup team. I mean, he was literally like 160th or something in points yeah. before and whatever. So a lot of people were like, listen, this is great. Awesome story, feel good story. The dude learned how to putt and like he won a couple of tournaments and that's amazing, but not necessarily good enough to the complete body of work, right? Was not good enough to to make it. I will say this, everyone's list, nobody had Sam Burns making it. So like hmm. Sam Burns, like in anyone that was putting out their version of their captain's picks, Sam Burns on nobody's list. Interesting. Oh, Sammy played his way right off the team over the last over the last couple of weeks. I think Henley's interesting too. I, I don't know what I don't know what you do with him because I I, he, I mean he's a guy when we talk about some of those guys like Burns and Keegan and stuff and Henley's been you know just as good if not better than those guys pretty consistently all year. So one of the things that they were talking about and this is actually something that we didn't bring up yesterday is course fit right, right. in in the captains picks as well. Whereas so they are going to put the course together in the fashion that they think best suits their their guys, right? And mm. they were talking about how, yeah, they do have a bomber, certainly, in Rory. But outside of that, a lot of these like younger dudes that are going to have to play on the team or whatever, and a lot of the, even the captain's picks and stuff – aren't typically your 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 bombers, right? They're the guys that are more kind of like straight and in the fairway, and then they play second-shot golf and all that. And so Aaron Rye. Yeah, and so they were talking about that the course layout is is going to is going to not be necessarily what what the Americans, you know, really strive at. And so they were saying, hey, do you put a guy like Russell Henley? Do you put whatever who's like short and straight, but he's, hey, he's straight, and that's what, you know, the course is likely to be set up to where it favors something like that because you, you know, you can't. Not that he's in consideration, but you can't put like a Bryson on there because it's like they're going to set the course up where you cannot bomb and gouge it, right? And so it's like putting him on there would just be a disaster. And right. so it's uh, it's it's all interesting, right? I mean, I had not even looked into kind of like what the course conditions might be or what the course looks like or something, but they were bringing up that like it's likely to be tight, and you cannot miss 
you know, all over the place. Kind of how they were looking at it. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to uh, interesting to see how they set up the team with, because I think that definitely comes into play with how that course is set up. So let's continue on here. We wanted to take a look at the AFC North and. Kelly, I, I, you know, for me, I've been talking about this this Bengals team for quite a long time. I think that whenever you look at every this this would be the year for me. Whenever I was talking about kind of, you, you know, when teams are supposed to peak, and this seems like this would be it. Now, the injury to Joe Burrow is certainly concerning, and how much is this going to linger? They're plus one fifty ish right now in the division. The Ravens coming in second, kind of in that two thirty ish, two forty ish, two fifty ish range. Browns. A little under four to four to one, and then the Steelers just a little over four to one, kind of four and a half to one in there. I really like Cincinnati. If I knew Joe Burrow was completely healthy, they might even be my Super Bowl pick this year, even over the Eagles, but I can't get there with that question mark looming. And so all I can say right now is I still love this team. At some point in the season, he's going to be healthy. At that point, I think they're going to be favorites in just about every single game that they step out on their on the field. And you look at the skill position side of things, you look at the defensive side of things, there's really not a lot that you can hate about this squad other than the fact that, hey, maybe Joe Burrow's going to be dealing with this lingering calf injury. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think they're a team that, look, I think they've got as good of a chance to win a Super Bowl this year as probably anybody. But the uh, this is not another one like we talked about the AFC East. I think this division's tough. I I mean, I think this is going to be tough. Famously, we said last year, that the AFC West was the division of death, right? And, yeah, then, right. And, and, yeah. then, and then it turned out not to be, and it was not. I will claim, I'm, here, I'm planting the flag this year, this is the division <laughs> of death, and, I, and if this just ends up not being the division of death, then I'm never naming another division the division of death ever again. But listen, all four of these teams, in my opinion, are like playoff quality teams yeah. if, you're, if they play even to like their 80th percentile of outcomes, right? I mean, like... It's it's that's how much I think of all of these teams, and so yes, I think that this is the division of death. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, look, I think there is. I think the Ravens are going to be better. I, I think we know what the Bengals are. I think the Ravens are going to be better. I think the Browns are going to be better. I think the Browns could be a whole lot better if Deshaun. If we see a Deshaun Watson that we saw a couple years ago, at, plus that defense mm. steps up, I think team could be very good. And then. Like we were talking about with the Patriots, and I think the Steelers are even are even ahead of where the Patriots are at. If you were talking to this team being in the NFC, you're talking a playoff team. I just don't. I just don't. This is another team I've bet a season win total under on simply because of you know, or large in large part due to the division that they're in. You look here, the Bengals bring in Orlando Brown to play left tackle. Maybe one of the bigger signings in you know in the offseason because again the one thing if you wanted to knock was Joe Burrow did get a revamped offensive line last year but it took him like twelve games to kind of figure things out and get things going and for that first bulk of the season Joe Burrow was still kind of looking like he was running all over the place and trying to make things happen and you bring in Orlando Brown now should solidify this offensive line a whole lot more. You look what they did. You look what the Browns, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is a guy that a few years ago, and what you think of the guy off the field and all that personal, we're talking about sports and sports betting and, and what happens on the field. So we have to kind of like keep it to to all of that. And he was in the same breath. If, you would have, if we'd have said three years ago, hey, Kelly, give me your top five quarterbacks in the NFL, Deshaun Watson's going to be on your list yeah. of top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And yes, I get it. Out of sight, out of mind. And when he did come back, he looked incredibly rusty. Last year, but to remember as, as part of that suspension, right? 
he was not even allowed at the facility, much less being able to practice with the team and, and things like that. So you got to remember that this was a dude that when we talk about like rust, it wasn't just rust. It was rust in like getting to even know the team and the teammates and all the things that were going on because he wasn't even allowed in the facility, much less being able to practice with the team whenever he was on suspension. And so you look and you have to assume a full offseason with the guys, a full offseason of being in the locker room and being in the facility and learning the ins and outs of, of this offense and what his players are are good at. You get one of the best offensive lines in Lee. You get the best, arguably, you know, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back. You have skill position players. I think Elijah Moore was kind of an under-the-radar trade that they made, which if he gets – if he's happy there and likes the role that he's in, I think could be a big contributor – I kind of like the Browns this year. If you watch the, if you did download the NFL Guide, the original version, we know. I know we have an updated version that's coming, but the original version, Kelly, I had the Browns as a playoff team, and I'm I'm still sitting with the Browns as a playoff team. Yeah, I I, I like it. I think they're going to be right in that mix uh, of making it in as one of the wild card teams. Yeah, it's there is the there is the chance that Deshaun Watson is no longer any good. I will put that out there, that, that is a, there is a world in which we live that sitting out for two years, the game passed him by or whatever, and he wasn't working at all from the mental standpoint and, and completely lost it. There, there's a world that exists that that's the case. Typically not, though. These guys that are super, super gifted athletes, they do tend to figure it out. And so I'm going to look at that kind of case there as opposed to the other. But... Maybe a team that you end up fading somewhere along the way because Deshaun Watson just can't get things figured out. When we come back, let's talk some Major League Baseball and what the day looks like on Mark Borcher's card. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Legendary sports better Billy Walters recently sat down with Brent Musburger to discuss his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. Now, for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Walters' new book when you become a VEASAN Pro annual subscriber. So if you just sign up for a new VEASAN Pro annual subscription today, use that promo code Billy, B-I-L-L-Y. Get an entire year of VEASAN Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, Pro tools like exclusive betting splits. Remember to use the code Billy when you sign up for a VSIN Pro annual subscription to get your free copy of the book. Copies are limited, so you need to go today, vsin.com slash subscribe. That's not a bad deal. There you go. Do they do can I could I could I have typed in that I would rather get an uh, audio version of the book because reading I can't do that anymore. <laughs> like can I will what? you send me the audio version of the book if I want to do this because I can't read books anymore. Voiced by uh, Sean McCall. When was the last time you read a book cover to cover? Oh God, I don't want to admit that. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And how long was it? <laughs> <book? laughs> and how many, pa- and how many pages? And how many pages was it? Was a novella. <laughs> well, yeah, was was said book? Like you know, like for me, I just, man, I had the best of intentions, and then you know what I'll do? You know I've what had I'll, a lot of really good intentions too. Yeah. So do you? This is just. We'll pull like the curtain here on a numbers game. You know, listen, it's Gil's show, so I can just kind of like you know I'll get off the rails a little bit. So if, this little little story about me here. The last three books that I've actually purchased, like the physical books, I've read 
anywhere from, let's call it 30 to 70 pages in them. And then they sit until the audiobook version comes out. And then I just rebuy the book again in the audio ver- and then listen to it. So like, I, I, hey, I, I actually buy two copies. I actually buy two copies of the book. Like I have every day. I'm going to start reading. All right. I'm going to be a reader. <laughs> and then I just wait for the audio version to come out. And then I rebuy. So I buy all these books twice. It's, it, so I'm like their best customer. Yeah, seriously. Sounds like it. So let's talk some Major League Baseball. This guy does it for a living. You can find him over on the Twitter machine at BaseWinner. He is Mark Borchard. Mark, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Appreciate being on the show. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get right into it before we talk some macro stuff. Let's get into today's games because people hate whenever I talk the macro stuff first and then don't actually get to the game picks and things. So let's go ahead and go there. Cardinals and Pirates, a game that I don't think a lot of people maybe are paying attention to. Adam Wainwright on the hill for the Cardinals. Got Johan Avedo for the Pirates. As we sit right now, Pirates minus 135. Home favors plus 114 over on DraftKings for the Cardinals on the road. Nine and a half is your total. What do you like in this one? I'm going to play the uh, the first five Pittsburgh team total over. You can get two and a half at about like minus 120. I think it's a gift. Uh, you look at Wainwright. I think that like the consensus would be if you if you follow baseball uh, that Wainwright is kind of given being given a courtesy uh, by the Cardinals to to finish the season off. And I think if they were in the playoff picture as any other team, this guy just wouldn't he just wouldn't be out there. And uh, I've got him ranked. I've got 147 starters ranked. I've got him 141st. I think that's generous to him. Uh, if you look at his last two games, Matt, he hasn't gotten a swinging strike for uh, one swinging <laughs> strike in the last two games. Uh, zone contact, 100%. Outside the zone contact, 100%. I've never seen anything like it, really. I mean, it's it's uh, like I said. I think they're giving him a courtesy, and I don't know if it's a, cur- a, a, a courtesy at all. I think that, but if they gave him a courtesy, they'd say, "Hey, look, you're done." You know, they go out of mm-hmm. go out some go out with some kind of some kind of grace. But here I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh, the Pittsburgh uh, uh, lineup. I, it's not a great lineup, but it's a major league lineup, and and this is the, some of the metrics on Wainwright are just terrible. So that's how I'm going to play that game. That particular game, Matt. Dodgers and the Guardians. This is coming to you seven ten Eastern, four ten Pacific. Bobby Miller going for the Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard going for the Guardians. Dodgers, as you would imagine, a favorite in this one minus two oh five as we sit right now. Plus one seventy if you want to back the Guardians at home as underdogs. A flat nine is your total. Bobby Miller might not be very familiar with a lot of people out there, the guy that's going for the Dodgers today, Mark, but a couple of good starts in a row for him. He's got a couple of quality starts back-to-back for uh, for this Dodgers squad. What are you looking at uh, in this one? Yeah, Bobby Ball game. I've got him 20% better than an average pitcher. Uh, you look at his median uh, strikeout number. It's five walks. Great. one Only one walk per game. And a ground ball percentage of forty-seven percent. Those are his median numbers. Makes gives him a, a base winner ERA of three point four one, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that uh, from his standpoint. But you take a look at uh, at Cindergard, and I don't know what uh, you know. Cleveland, I I really respect their analytics department. They've really pioneered a lot there, and they work very well with pitchers. I don't know what they're seeing with Cindergard. I, I I can't see it. I look at a uh, last hundred fifty plate appearance strikeout percentage. Nine percent ISO power allowed. Last five hundred plate appearances, uh, he's a, he's in the ninth percentile there. Stuff plus is measured by Eno Saris at the uh, at the Athletic. Fifteen uh, percentile stuff plus number. And there's just nothing good about about Syndergaard. You look at these uh, offenses. Huge disparity between the offenses. Uh, the Dodgers second by my ratings. Twenty six percent run production above average. 
against a Cleveland team, which is really in the bottom 10, uh, 21st uh, versus right-handed pitching. So uh, what I did on this, Matt, is I put it in a, a base winner parlay. Uh, I've been having some success with the parlays, uh, two-team parlays uh, this season. And uh, I, I did uh, Pittsburgh team total over two and a half with first five Dodgers. Uh, you risk a unit, you win 1.71. So a decent return for that. Uh, I think that's kind of how I'm attacking the card uh, today. So talking with uh, Mark Borchard, professional sports better, you can find him on at base winner over on the Twitter machine. We got 940 Eastern, 640 Pacific, Rangers and the Diamondbacks. John Gray for the Rangers, Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks minus 125 home favorites, plus 105 if you want the Rangers on the road as dogs. Eight and a half is your total. We look at Zach Gallen and a guy that has been much, much, much better at home than on the road. Uh, it's weird to see just uh, splits like this on a guy that was one of the Cy Young favorites for the longest amount of time. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I've, I've kind of looked at at Gallon at home and weirdly faded him on the road. And for whatever reason, it's kind of worked out. But we do have Gallon at home in this one. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a good observation. He's much better at home. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna do anything with Gallon. I'm actually just gonna play the team total uh, over today. Uh, you can get it over four minus one seventeen. I've got five point one runs projected. Gray's strikeout percentage is nothing impressive. Seventeen point four percent over the last hundred and fifty plate appearances. Stuff plus is is in the bottom half of the league. And uh, I think this this Diamondback seems super capable. Uh, I've got them 12th in baseball from an offensive standpoint. And I, I think that they have a still still a pretty good chance to, to get into the playoffs, uh, Matt. So, Mark, we do have the AL West, which is the most interesting when it comes to division bets that you can still make, right? I mean, the Astros plus 135 to win that division. The Rangers plus 140 to win that division. The Mariners now sitting... Three to one to win that division. We know a little bit of a skid here going on with the Rangers. A big time win streak going on on the Mariners side of things. When it's all said and done, is there is there a bet to be made here in the AL West? I think so, Matt. I, I like the Rangers, and I do simulations. I simulate the season, the rest of the season rather, uh, like two thousand times, put in the component ratings, and the, and my model, the the simulations came up. Uh, the Rangers are going to win this fifty seven point three percent of the time. Uh, Puts, puts my money line number on them, minus 134, and you, you can get uh, plus 140 in the market. So I think the Rangers are still a good play there. AL East, the Orioles have the lead and really have, have held on to it for a while now. The Rays starting to fade just a little bit, and then the Blue Jays are still lingering. The Orioles, minus 285 to win that thing. The Rays are plus 260, and then the Jays are still 30-1. to one. I mean, there they're, they're are several, several games back of this. I guess if we're looking at this, it's Orioles and Rays, and do you think the Orioles hold on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, my simulations say they're going to win the division 66% of the time, but Tampa Bay, I have 32% of the time. They're priced at, at plus 260 in the market. They should be priced at plus 211. So I think there's still a little bit of value on, on Tampa Bay in that division, Matt. And, uh, and finally, we are looking at the NL Central. This is the Brewers with a two-and-a-half game lead on the Cubs and a four-game lead on the Reds. What do you look at here in this one? Well, this is a super interesting division, the way it breaks down right now, because I've been very high on the Cubs uh, over the last month or so. In fact, uh, I think maybe about a month ago, I gave out the Cubs at 12-1 to 1 to win this division. And uh, now I think that there's some there's a case to be made for the Brewers, who I've been so down on over the, over the whole year. But their bullpen's really gotten good. They're number two by, by, by updated ratings. I updated them yesterday, and I was really surprised on that. They've, they've really moved up, the bullpen has. 
And then getting Woodruff back, and Peralta's really pitched well. So those two two pieces uh, have kind of propelled them. And of course, you got Corbin Burns there. So I think that if you if you did make a bet. If you did listen to me and made a bet at twelve to one with the Cubs, I think you might want to hedge hedge it out a little bit. I got the Brewers win in this division seventy one percent of the time, so it should be minus two forty seven by the Sims, and in the market they're at minus two fifteen. So that's kind of my idea on that. I, I kind of did a one eighty. I've I've hated this Brewers team all year, <laughs> but that, that that bullpen's really really pitched well, and I kind of, I rate my bullpen last hundred fifty plate appearance, strikeout percentage, and, and walk percentage over the last 300 plate appearances. So it's a pretty simple uh, you know, way to derive a, a number on the bullpen, and I think it's a pretty good one. You can find him over on the Twitter machine, at BaseWinner. He is Mark Borchard. Mark, thanks for the insight today, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, buddy. When we come back, Mike Golick, Jr. on all things college football. It is a numbers game here on a Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert those points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located up and down the Strip and, of course, nationwide. Sign up at BetMGM or log on today. Get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets and those bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly and if you do have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. News coming through while we were on the air today. Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks, And then this comes through. This is from, this is from uh, Adam Schefter. Jackson Smith and Jigba, rookie receiver from the Seahawks, undergoing wrist surgery today in Philadelphia, but still could have a chance to be ready for the start of the regular season per sources. Whoa. 
They say that he broke a bone in his wrist on the play in which he almost scored Saturday night in the preseason. He will have it surgically repaired today. Uh, for people who have futures tickets, I don't know if you're watching the video feed of this or not <laughs> on uh, on the Seahawks. That's not great news because a lot of the handicap here was, hey, look, this is a guy that is a dynamic playmaker to go along with DK Metcalf and kind of the declining Tyler Lockett. And now if you take a little bit of the pressure there off of Tyler Lockett, that could have been a, a really interesting offense. Again, a chance, according to Adam Schefter, poor sources, and he's got a lot of them, that he could be back for the beginning of the season. He is the host of the Gojo Show over on DraftKings Network. You take a look. Any chance you get the opportunity. Here's Mike Golick Jr. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tough news to come in on there. I'm going to have to send out the bat signal and make sure my friend Mina Kimes is okay right now. <laughs> I'd imagine she is in very physical pain with the news that you guys just read. I, I mean, I was, if, I'm in, I'm in financial pain. Maybe I, I have some investments <laughs> there in the Seahawks team. So yeah, the, I'll, I'll, I would take the emotional pain right now, as opposed to the financial pain that may come with this again, hopefully the, uh, the good side of, of everything here. Let's take it. Let's talk about the Notre Dame fighting Irish. We're going into the season with them sitting 13th and both of the preseason polls, I think as a as Notre Dame fans out there, maybe would you say over the last few seasons been a little disappointed with end results with things, a lot of the high hopes that always really kind of doesn't feel like it gets paid off at the end. What should Notre Dame fans feel like heading into this season and what is the payoff going to be? Yeah, I think the payoff should be, and the goal for this team should be a double-digit win team. I think that's firmly within reach. I know their win totals around eight and a half, and I like the over on that. Because for me, this season in Notre Dame is about resetting the floor. You mentioned what Notre Dame fans have felt, especially the end of the Brian Kelly era into the beginning of Marcus Freeman is a comfort in knowing you were going to win the games you were supposed to. That was really, in my mind, the hallmark of where Brian Kelly had gotten the program towards the end. We can talk about the big game thing, but guys, look at what happened last year with Notre Dame. A close game against Ohio State, week one of the season, that by the end of the year we saw Ohio State, one of the most talented teams in college football, an absolute beatdown of Clemson at home in South Bend, and then a USC game they just couldn't keep up offensively. Caleb Williams was in his Heisman moment, but they were in the big-time games. It was the losses to Stanford, the loss to Marshall. Those are the things that we remember the 2022 Notre Dame season for. And so this year, I think it's going to be about, yeah, I think we'll be in those games. You get Ohio State a little later in the year now. You've got Clemson on the road, which is going to be tough. You get Southern Cal at home. But really, it's what are you going to do with Duke and NC State and Pitt and some of those matchups that might look like surprise games on the schedule, games where you could fall asleep at the wheel. Can Marcus Freeman have them prepared each and every week? And can that be the biggest change from year one to year two? Mike, let's get a little bit off of, of sports betting here and just go con just strictly sports talk radio. But with the way that things are heading with the conference alignments, and it seems like we're on a, on a collision course here for just, you know, four conferences, maybe by the end of the day, two super conferences, whatever it might be. Eventually, is is Notre Dame, do you feel like in, in your heart of hearts, are they eventually going to join one of these conferences? Yeah, eventually, listen, when the playoff format dictates that no, Notre Dame's independence is no longer an advantage or something where they still have that route to the championship, then yes, they'll absolutely join. If you had to make me guess right now, I would guess it would probably be when the super team idea hits because you look at where they are right now. If they're able to sign another TV deal with NBC, where again, they've traditionally taken a little bit less than they would have made in the Big Ten, in the ACC, with some, some of those conference payouts. 
to maintain their independence because ultimately they still had a path in the playoff like they will in the 12-team expanded format, especially if they revisit the six automatic bids for the highest-ranked conference champions in light of what we've seen recently. That's all advantage Notre Dame. So, yes, I do think they'll eventually make their way there, but I think it's going to be once we get that final bit of consolidation into whatever version of the English Premier League we get for college football. Right. We take a look. Your preseason number one, Georgia. Your preseason number four, Alabama. Preseason five, LSU. You look down a little bit further at 12 is Tennessee. We know the SEC is at least going to have something to say when it's all said and done with all of this. When you look at those, let's let's focus on kind of the top two and then we can get into LSU in the conversation as well. But when you look at Georgia and Alabama, uh, is this is this every bit the team that, that you know we're getting with this preseason one, preseason four? We hear all the time, they just reload, right? I mean, it's just reload, five-star after five-star after five-star. We know Georgia's had a top-three recruiting class basically like the last half decade. Yeah, I, I think you have to give them both the benefit of the doubt at this point. For Alabama, they've proven they can weather a lot of change. And this year, it seems like with uncertainty, a quarterback going into the season, two more new coordinators that changes on the horizon. But Nick Saban's demonstrated an ability to absorb that better than anybody in college football. And quite frankly, that's what Georgia's got to prove now. While they've certainly had some change there as the hunted now, and that's what they are coming off two straight champions, can they shift a quarterback from Stetson Bennett, who's got two rings, even though we didn't think he had the ability to be that guy? Can they absorb the loss of Todd Munkin, who has been an offensive coordinator that has been incredible and an instrumental part of Georgia's success on that side of the football? They've got the schedule to do it this year, and like you said, they've got the recruiting classes. So I'm a little more concerned about Alabama just because you lost a Heisman Trophy winner on an offense that didn't seem to have a lot of other weapons outside of the running back Jameer Gibbs last year. And I don't know if there's a ready answer for that apparent right now on the field in Tuscaloosa that we know of from the outside looking in. Mike, are you buying all the hype on LSU? It seems like of the teams that wasn't necessarily the, you know, the, the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Michigans and the Ohio State, it seems like LSU's kind of getting the most chatter right now. Certainly we've seen odds fall for them. We've seen Heisman talk, all these different things that are going on. Are, are you buying the hype down there in Baton Rouge? I am just because, listen, in college football that right now is defined by chaos, is defined by the portal and movement and all these roster churns year to year, they've got something resembling consistency. Now, that's after Brian Kelly did the portal overhaul in year one with the amount of transfers they took. But he did a great job of setting that foundation early on. I think the Jane Daniels Heisman talk is probably a, a bit overblown for me. They'll have a chance because of the record. I'm not sure top-end production he's going to give you enough in an offense that played to his strength, that made use of short area passes, that got him on the move as a runner early and often in that uh, in that offense. I think Mike Denbrock, their offensive coordinator, did a phenomenal job taking some of the things they did with Desmond Ritter and putting those into the offense here at LSU in year one. And so I think that combined with a defense that's got some vicious, dynamic athletes all across the board, that's going to be a really spicy team. And after getting to Atlanta in year one out of the SEC West, the expectation, understandably, in Baton Rouge is going to be national championship from here on out for Brian Kelly. Mike, got about a minute left before we let you go. What is the team that as you dug in and you really started doing your previews that maybe isn't getting all the hype, maybe isn't getting the helium, but people should be talking about the team a little bit more? Especially, let's stick in the SEC. The East is fascinating. We know we're all locked in on Joe Milton in Tennessee and what Josh Heupel's offense is going to look like. 
But my eyes wandering to Kentucky. Devin Leary comes over from NC State, an extremely veteran signal caller, and they get Liam Cohen back on offense, the coordinator that took a year departure to go back to the Rams that really helped make Will Levis into the prospect so many draft people salivated over in this last spring. I think that combination, coupled with uh, a great running back coming over from Vanderbilt last year in that backfield as well, could make for a really interesting out for that team in Kentucky that's always been really solid and dependable on the lines of scrimmage, but might have the quarterback and coordinator combination to once again make them a pretty interesting threat. He is the host of the Gojo Show. Find him on the socials at Mike Golick Jr. for all the great insights. Mike, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. The uh, Eagles-Colts joint practice called off today. Uh, several, several brawls, and they decided that it's best to just go ahead and, and call it off. Apparently, this last one... AJ Brown took a, a kind of a cheap shot, and then it was kind of like, all right, let's let's not do this anymore. Let's not get anybody. That, that must have gotten really out of hand for them to call practice yes. completely. Yeah. Well, I think when you hit someone's star wide receiver, mm-hmm. it said the bench is cleared and all this, and then at that point, yeah, let's get on out of here. It's been fun. I'm gonna be back in the seat again tomorrow. Lombardi line is next. Stick around. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.